0: Hey guys, welcome to the Mosaic Podcast. We're coming to you from the heart of Los Angeles, California, and it is our joy and our privilege to know there's a tribe across the world that has joined us on this mission of Jesus. I'm amazed how many people have told me that it's this podcast that has really given them life, has renewed their faith, and for many of them have rediscovered Christ. If you're one of the men and women who have been encouraged and helped and strengthened and maybe even rediscovered your faith because of what's happening here at Mosaic, I want to ask you to take a step and become an investor in what God is doing through Mosaic. I love the fact that our community here in Los Angeles has been committed to you. Now I'm going to ask you to be committed to them because together we can do more than we could ever do alone. So I want you to go to the mosaic.org give section of the website and I want you to make a commitment to be a part of taking this message across the world. When we receive, we should be grateful. But when we give, we are now expressing that gratitude in tangible, practical ways. Let's together get the message of Jesus to every corner of this planet. Enjoy the podcast, and thank you so much for joining the tribe.
1: So, I, you know, it's, it's crazy on Sunday mornings for in, in with me right, right now. Getting here is hard. It's hard, and my hair is not easy, and uh, and my makeup m- by Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. And she says, Kim, what, what look we're going for is is we're looking for um, not just come out of the sauna, which I'll guarantee you that never happened, and um, and th- that that you're the end of a juice cleanse. We want that glow. Well, all of this is just fake because. <laughs> I guarantee you, I've never been on a juice cleanse in my life. So, so just keeping it a little bit real, I came, I came. Um, Erwin was in this series when he left. Thank you for giving me a series to continue, which I'm not always comfortable with Erwin McManus. But uh, he's in a series called Jesus the Beautiful One. Right, and I love that. I love that. So he's like, "Okay, Kim, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go after the, the 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 parts where Jesus is actually interacting with people." And I'm like, "Thank you, thank you. I will, thanks, son." And, and um, adios. Um, <laughs> so this verse in Mark four nine, it, yeah, Mark four nine. It says this one verse that kind of kind of set a uh, firestorm off in my head. It says. Truly, that means um, seriously. I tell you, so truly I tell you, wherever, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, the gospel being that Jesus came and is the Savior of all humanity. And he loves us and he came for us to rescue us from our darkness. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And it says, truly, I tell you, wherever this good news is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. I'm like, I want to be her. (laughs) I want that written on my, like, great, what is that? Isn't that an awesome verse? If it was you, if it was written about you, wouldn't that be an awesome verse? That was phenomenal. I, I love Jesus. I love the things that he said. I tell you, when you do the stuff that Irwin that and I have done for many years and you lead a community of faith and, and you say that you are a Christian and that you follow Jesus, I tell you, when you give a talk like Jesus, the beautiful one, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. You have to look at yourself, like, closely. Like, get in there. <laughs> why do I do this? Why, why am I doing this? Why do I call myself a follower of Jesus? And am I the real thing? And, and are you going to hear something, and then you're going to see something else later? And I'm always telling Erwin, stop honking your horn. I hate that because I know it. It's directly related to us as human beings. Slow down. Be more patient. People are watching us. <laughs> no, people are watching you. You know? But I know when you're up here, it means something. When you say something about Jesus, your life better count for something. I love Jesus, and I've loved him since I was a young lady. And these are the words I love about him. Okay, so just to that verse right there, Mark 14, 9, and it says, Wherever the gospel is preached, what she has done will be told every in in her memory wouldn't you love to live that life that is worth repeating over and over and over and over down through century after century I want that life that one that's being repeated over and over tell my story wow tell that that's what we're going to talk about today how do you get that life how do you get that life from Jesus the beautiful one and look when I read his words that he spoke like in Luke 6 like Luke 6. Look at some of these verses at Jesus, and then we'll come back to Mark 14. But look, some of these words. Look at, the, the, look at these words. Luke 6. The words are gonna magically. <laughs> Jesus said this. This is why I love it. Blessed are you who what? Who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now. For you will laugh. Is that for you? You're going to laugh. You're going to weep now, but you're going to laugh later. You're hungry now, but lunch is coming. (laughs) Next, Jesus said, Jesus said these words. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Okay, get that. He said, Give to everyone who asks you. Read it together. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Mm, harder. Mm, next. <laughs> Jesus said, do to others as you would have them do to you. Jesus said, but love your enemies do good to them, read it with me, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you'll be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Jesus said, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Jesus said, do not judge Do not condemn, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Jesus said, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Truckload of generosity on your part, truckloads of return. Right? Jesus said, a good man brings good things out of the good stored in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks. For the mouth speaks for what the heart is full of. What are you full of? Yeah? Yeah? What is your mouth speaking? Because what your mouth is speaking is exactly who you are. Is that scary? On good days, it's even scarier, isn't it? And Jesus said, look, from the good stored up in you, that's going to come out. And it's, it's exactly the same from the evil stored up in you. Jesus knew the human heart, didn't he? He knew what you were capable of. He knew with a heart set free that you were capable of unimaginable sensitivity and tenderness. That you could, you could be compassionate and you could change your world with that heart that's free and full of light. And he said with a heart that is dark and imprisoned, he said, I know that heart too. And Jesus, while he was on earth, addressed both. And he found the greatest darkness on earth in the church. Oof, scary, right? And he wasn't afraid to go there. And he wasn't afraid of all the landmines that got him into con- into conversations with the leadership at the church. They called it a synagogue and he was always invited in to speak and they were always questioning his motives and intentions. And as as Jesus' ministry grew the, the tension escalated and the conflict escalated. And yes, we are going to get back to the woman who did something that will always remember remembered all throughout history. We're coming back to her but we have got to go to Matthew 23, 27, and 28 because this is what Jesus said of those leaders who had a dark heart. He said of them, he said, "This is who you are. Woe to you!" Not like, "Whoa, whoa, girl, you look good." No, Jesus is saying, "I'm warning you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you, you hypocrites." It was pretty in your face. Open, open. You were, you're like whitewashed tombs. You look. Which look beautiful. You look beautiful on the outside with your robes and all that stuff. But on the inside, you're full of what? Bones of the. And you are full of everything unclean. That was not the most well-received of God. <laughs> that wasn't well-received. And you know why? Alright? You're a hypocrite. And he says this. He says, in the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous. You have this appearance of righteousness. And on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. You know, even, I I know I can't see my wickedness some days. I cannot see my hypocrisy some days. And then there are those people in my life that will point those things out. Family, I'm looking for you, right? But, but, but Jesus is saying there is a problem right here with you. You can't see. Look, look there was a day, there was a day we, we couldn't see either. Look at this vintage poster. More doctors smoke camels. Maybe that will help us see. What the Pharisees and the chief priests and the teachers of the law and Jesus dealing with. Because we had a day when we, we connected wrong messengers with wrong messages. Right? And this was an era where many years ago when cigarettes and tobacco industry was out of control. And I know because I lived and I grew up in a tobacco producing family on a tobacco farm. Right? And so then we thought camels are good. And so when the doubt began to be being raised about this 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 cigarette smoking, then the industry said, "Oh no, no, no. Let's just connect it to doctors smoke camels also." And that will cast a, a a doubt on people's minds and we will assure them that what they are doing and what they are buying is a good product. And we sit and we think, "What is the truth?" And when Jesus pulled back the curtain and he said, what is the truth here? We find that it was Philip Morris, that was their name, and cancer was what they were selling. But sometimes we just keep, we just keep smoking, right? We just keep smoking, We just keep being unhealthy. We call it electronic cigarette. I don't know what they are, but they do, they do something as well, right? And that was years ago, but we're here now, and then we go to the first century. How about this vintage poster? Right now, they're feeding your babies seven up (laughs) in the nursery as we speak. That's how much we care. We are, it's unthinkable. And how about the third one? Yes, ladies. This is weight loss. You, too, can eat all the peanut butter and jelly you want and drink as much milk, and you will lose weight as well. Jif Jif promises it. (laughs) Peanut butter. This is, and she's smiling. That is the truth. It's the truth, and yet we know it's not the truth. Can you? In this political environment, tell the truth from a lie? Can you, in this social uh, soup that we're in, can you tell the truth from a lie? And Jesus was saying, what is real? What is true? And it was not the religious elite. And I'll tell you, don't be caught being lied to and scammed because we're naive. Jesus was about to pull back the curtain, right? Right? And so, look at this. I love Jesus. He elevated people, but it was never to the elevation of, of, the, of these uh, chief priests. They hated him. And Jesus would go to the nobodies and the people without authority and the people without influence and the people that weren't religiously bred, and he would say, you, your sins are forgiven. Take up your mat and walk. He would go, you, you're healed. Now go home. And to some he said, you were made whole. Now go tell the priest. <laughs> Stick it to them. Walk. See. He, he, gathered twen, uh, he gathered 12 uneducated men around him. And this is the, he said this. As you go, proclaim the message. This is the message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. I give you the power. And it's to the people who had no influence, no names, no authorities. And the, the authority was sitting back there watching what Jesus was doing. And it was because Jesus loved, he loved people. And so he elevated the human spirit. And then there was this woman that came into the scene. This woman with no name. Now John tends to give her the name of Mary. We don't even know if it's the same woman in this story as it was in that, in that uh, reference. But then here Jesus was choosing people to invest in, in his kingdom. Just a small band. And in walks this woman. And look, it says in Mark... Uh, let's, go, let's go now. Let's go. Mark 14. We're going somewhere. That's all right. Now the Passover... And the festival of the unleavened bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law, oh, they were, they were a-talking. They were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and to what? And to kill him. So these were people that weren't just hypocrites. They were wicked. But they didn't want to do it during the festival. They said the people may riot. And while he was in Bethany... This is Jesus. While Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper. Simon the leper probably was the guy who just healed from leprosy. And they went back to celebrate. There was a woman who came with an alabaster jar of very expensive, what? Very expensive perfume. Made of pure nard. In my southern brain, I still want to say lard, but I know it's not true. <laughs> I know it's not true. It's nard. It's, a, it's the root of a very expensive root from India. And, and some of those present were saying, like, because she, she took this very expensive perfume and she broke the jar and she poured the perfume on Jesus' head. Now, some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, indignantly, do you see? Do you hear them piously judging? I love a room full of judges. I love people when they're like, you know, they're looking you up and down. I was in the Vatican. I didn't mean to say this. I was in the Vatican. <laughs> and the first, your eminence, came up to me, and he, he shook my hand, looked the other way, and saw Irwin immediately. There was no connection whatsoever. And Irwin's like, hi. He goes, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Hello, Irwin. And Irwin says, this is my wife, Kim. And he goes, oh, hello. And he comes in to kiss me. And I'm like, your kisses mean nothing. Your kisses mean nothing to me. That robe, I will not call you eminence. That robe means nothing. This Vatican means nothing. Okay, maybe the Sistine Chapel means a little something. But not you. And so he says this. He, they were indignant. I love that Jesus was had a listening ear he overheard you know like 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 I I love that Jimmy Fallon has an app and you can go on the app and it says things that people have overheard it says I overheard you know I love that I like listen to it I know some things are inappropriate and I'm like "Uh, okay but I just say (laughs) the other day this mother said I overheard my son tell his brother you are so ugly and she said I laughed Because they're identical twins. (laughs) They're identical twins! (laughs) Sometimes you just need to look in the mirror and realize, oh, it's all on me. (laughs) Right? It's all on me. Um, uh, Where was I? Well, this is what Jesus overheard. They were saying, why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wage. And the money given to the poor. Give to the poor. Give to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. You know, they rebuked her harshly. You are a waste. You're a waste of time and energy. You come in here with this, this gift. that's probably in your family for a long time. Even if you were wealthy, you wasted it. It shade on her gift. It shade on her. Is that what is it? Is that how you say it? shade or cast shadow? Oh, that's the first time I ever said it. Okay. So cast, a, cast like some doubt and shade <laughs> on, the, on the whole thing. And in the, in the midst, it's casting a shade on Jesus because he's, they're saying, the poor are more worthy than you are to have this gift. And so Jesus is like this. He hears it all and he says, leave her alone. Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? This is what he says. She has done. She has done a beautiful thing to me. Hi. Hey, the poor you will always have with you and you can help them any time you want. He was saying not that he didn't care about the poor but he was letting informing them like I have never heard the poor argument before from you guys. You are a bunch of knuckleheads trying to pull out the poor card on everybody here so that she doesn't get her due notice, right? This poor woman who, yeah, she didn't have any place in the room. She didn't have a place in the room. And this is what Jesus said, leave her alone. She's done a beautiful thing. The poor you'll always have with you. I care for the poor. You're going to care for the poor. They'll be with you centuries down. but you will not always have me. I'm in this moment. He had, just, he had just said in another gospel, referring to this very incident, he said, the Passover will come in two days, and I will be arrested and I will be crucified. And he said this to them. And they didn't exactly understand what was going to happen. And this woman was clueless about that fact. So what she did was something out of no knowledge whatsoever. And Jesus says, but you have me right now. Leave her alone. She's done something beautiful to me. And I have to think, if that woman did something beautiful to Jesus, what is the beautiful thing that she did? Now, it's not cultural for us to go, get a bottle of perfume in our cupboard, uh, crack that thing open and pour it on somebody's head. In fact in fact it's an awkward moment to me. <laughs> an awkward moment. The awkward moment that happened like at Mariah's wedding. I I say there was an awkward moment at Mariah's wedding in January. Here 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 it is. Okay, we were standing there No 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 not that one not that one. That is not the moment. It's the first one. The first picture, right there. Right there. That was awkward. Jake, Jake is so lovingly giving his his vows to Mariah, and he says to Mariah, Mariah, I'm so happy you decided to marry up. I stopped breathing. I'm like, what? What in the He married up? Okay, okay. And then he he caught himself. He goes, oh no, no, no! No, 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 no! That's not what I meant. I'm so glad that you decided that. Uh, let me marry up. Let me marry up. And then this is what happened. And then this is what happened. And because he made it right, then this is what happened. We let him get married. Right. And partly, I just wanted to show you those photographs. <laughs> but it was an awkward moment. That woman came in that room and she didn't belong and she, she wasn't invited. It was a room filled with men and she unsolicited came up to Jesus. And now you know you've been at parties where people aren't invited, and you've been the host of parties that people have come and you're like wondering, oh wait, hey, right. <laughs> How'd you get here? How'd you get here, right? Right, I, I remember going into a room with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Maria Shriver, and, and they were, and we, Erwin and I, were waiting for them and their whole entourage. And they, they got Erwin in the room and they said he, he he will want to talk to you or whatever. And I just remember lo- waiting, and their whole entourage turning around and looking at us with such disdain, with such, oh, you don't belong in this room. And then they all turned and left. And I remember just going like this, oh, what are they looking at? <laughs> I'm, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. I knew I didn't belong there. I knew I didn't belong, and that was this woman too. That was this woman, There's such awkwardness in that moment, and then, then this unsolicited act of beauty that she did. And because it's not our thing, it doesn't mean that it wasn't beautiful. And what was happening here? What was happening? She was declaring Jesus. Jesus, you are my savior. You are my messiah. You are my messiah. There was no recording of her voice saying this, but her very actions declared it. You are mine. And Jesus had done nothing for her. That's the thing. Jesus, there was no miracle toward her. There was no release of of demons. There was no healing of eyesight. There was no restoring of her daughter and we and 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 we don't we, we tend to we reserve our worship when god is actually coming through for us and that's the moment then we come and do something like come to a worship service and thank you god and give a little offering here and do a little something something for jesus there and do this and that for him because he's done something for us and then the next time we pray we pray with that in mind oh when he comes through i'll give him his this woman it was nothing like that uh, oh she she just came it was a pure act of of loyalty I just adore you Jesus I adore you so I had to think is she the only one is she being rebuked you, can anybody else see this and you know who saw it you know who saw it it was Mr. Judas Iscariot who saw this whole thing go down And he was in the room. We don't know that until verse 10 and 11. It says this. It says, when Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, one of the insiders, one of the people close to Jesus, one of those people who Jesus really depended on, went to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them. Yikes! Her loyalty set off a firestorm for Judas. I think he saw that and said, I could never be her. I could never do that. I'm going to go and do and be what I'm going to go and do and be. And he said at that moment, he got up. We already knew in, 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 in um, John 12. I got I to gotta go to John 12, man. It says, John 12, 6 says this. He says of Judas, he did not say this about the poor because he cared about the poor, but because he was a what? He was a thief himself. As a keeper of the money back, he used to help himself to something, to what was put into it. If you had given him the money for the poor, it would have not gotten to the poor. But you know, that's what a hypocrite will do. It will say, oh, it's for the poor. My name is Philip Morris. I will give you a jar of peanut butter. Right? And I will promise you many things. But what in the name of God is really real or true? And I think that's what he said. Jesus said, that woman is just something very true to me. She's done something that was very real. There's no pretension. There's no image seeking. There's no social media contact. There's no a stick with a camera and a selfie taken of this moment. But it will be a moment that will be remembered down through history because this woman has done a good thing. And I'm thinking, honestly, what can we learn from this? What can we actually learn from this lady? Because I'm thinking, okay, I know it was lovely. I know Jesus, and I, but at the end of the day, He went away with. With, with really great smelling hair. How is that awesome, Jesus? It was a pure act, but what was it? This is what we learn. This is what we learn. In verse 8 it says, She did what she could do. She did what she could do. In the Greek, that means, that word, that which was in The power of her hand to do, she did. And I'll tell you, Judas did the same thing, right? But it was from that heart of darkness that that betrayal came. And it was from her heart of light that that generosity also came. And you could be either of these two people in in the same day, right? Nobody sets out to be born to be a betrayer a betrayer of a friend, a betrayer of the God of the universe. But that's who Judas would be known for. For all eternity, he'll be known for that. When he got up and left the room and he said, I cannot be her, I will be me. You do you and I'll do me. We think that is such an honorable statement. Just do you. I don't want to do you unless you have dignity, unless you are an honorable human being. I don't want to do you, and I don't want to do me if I don't have truth and honesty at my core. Jesus hated falseness. He hated lack of authenticity. He hated the lack of integrity. He said, be what you are on the inside and on the outside, and that's what we call character. But the ultimate contradiction to these men were that they couldn't be, and and these these leaders, and Judas cannot be something on the outside and look righteous and on the inside be evil. Jesus wasn't going to allow that. He was calling that out in them. But he was also calling it out in her. I want you to continue. This will be a model for all of humanity. That when they see a simple act of kindness. A simple act of truth. A simple act of love. They will see you. And that, there, that is the motivation that she had. Jesus might, you might bank everything. Bank everything on your appearance and your social media contacts. But I'm telling you, you see, Jesus was all about motives. And he said, "That's, that's her motivation. She... This woman, this unnamed, unauthoritative, no powerless woman, she loved Jesus. Yeah. She loved Jesus. What will you be known for? What is coming out of you? What is coming out of that heart of yours? For her, she will always be known for loving Jesus. Just, just being there. Because she didn't even know what happened in John Look in John twelve twenty six. This is a close. Sometime I'll close, right? She didn't even know John, what was happening in John 12, 26 and 27. This is what. Whoever serves me, says Jesus, must follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. Where I am, he'll also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. I'll say that. She knew where Jesus was... And she said, "I want to be there. I want to be in that place. Wherever He is moving, that's where I want to be. Uh, that's where I want to be. And that we call obedience." And Jesus said, "Now my soul is troubled. I'm, there's trouble in my soul. And 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 what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour." No, because he knew that the end had already begun. No, for this reason, I came to this hour. It was for this reason. And see, that woman came in to care and minister to Jesus in the weight of his final hour. He was weighed down. And at any given time, do you know who has the weight on their shoulders? Who, has bearing, who is bearing such a huge burden for somebody else or their own burden for their own health and their own concerns. We just, work, we just go through life like everybody is us. We treat everybody like us. Oh, surely they are like us and like me. And they are, people bear the weight of the hours they live. And Jesus was saying, I know my end is coming. And she's, her act has prepared me for my burial and she doesn't even know it. And she's just caring for me. She's caring. She's giving Jesus dignity that would be stripped away at the crucifixion. She is giving Jesus honor when there would be no honor, when he would be hung from a tree in dishonor. It was all a big lie. And she was saying, this is the truth I have for you. I just love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you. That's all there is. That's all there was for her. And this is what we say. What do we do? What do we do with this? We create beautiful moments. We create, in darkness, we create what? In chaos, be the calm. In the uncertainty, be home. In someone's hunger, cook a meal. In their thirst, be the water. In their pain, be comfort. Never be silent, never be detached, never be uninterested, never be self-protected. You are the creator of those moments. They've got to be true. This is, I love that, that the power that is in your hands, that's what you're to do with just do what's the, the you in your power to do it just do that part be faithful be compassionate be kind instigate things be open-handed with your life be creative you know what it's like to be creative and this is this is it just put your hands like 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 you know like create a little bowl in your lap with your hands just just a little bowl just a little like this in your lap. And I want you just to imagine. Can you just imagine for a second that you have. Um, in that bowl. You Just put all your passion in that bowl. Put, put all your creativity. Put all your. like. Put, put, put your. Um, ideation. Put that in there. Put what your ho- hope for the future. Your positivity. Um, add to that your. Um, your time and your abilities and your capacity put that in that bowl just it, just play along and imagine with me just say it's sitting in your lap and you could harness it all this is what i have this is what i give this is what i have and this is what i give that's what that that, that was that woman and that's why this was the love. I, this is me this is what i have and this is what i give can you say that with me this is what I have, and this is what I give. That sacrifice. This is what I have. This is what I give. That is faithfulness. Say it. This is what I have. This is what I give. And you add your time, and your resources, and your fam- your family, and your property, and all of that. And I, I don't have to. I don't have to give an offering. I don't have to do anything because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about your mindset and your mentality on how you run your life and your world and your thinking and what drives you what drove Judas was his power and the money never let money in the bowl right never let being your life be mastered with by money that's not it never goes well it never goes well Jesus is looking is looking for a heart that's truly his truly his that is truly his authentically his and you in the room, and just say it, say it. This is what I have. This is what I give. This is what I have. This is what I give. And I just want you to, I, Jesus, we come to this place when this woman did a beautiful thing, and all of history will remember her, with the good news that you're the Savior of the world, and that we are to be true. This is what I have. This is what I give. Bless, bless your name, Father. I pray, Father, a blessing on this community. That, Father, with this, with this mindset, with this change of heart, that we would do amazing things in this city. That, Father God, things would shift and powers would fall. And ideas would rise and light would be shown on this city. And, Father, that you would replace the evil with the good and that you would raise leaders from among us, God, and that you would empower people to do great things, to create great moments. Because of the good stored up in their hearts, we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, we can do together, we can never do alone. Go to mosaic.org give and join us in taking this message and spreading it across the world. God bless. Thanks so much.